I am Morpheus Asher, and we, my dear boy, are blood relation. It's time to shed the Avere name. Become who you were meant to be. Anicus Asher. Find the artifact of the Red Crown. I believe that Cece is whatever remains of the nobles of Tysia. I mean, what do you want us to do? Just search all of Desmond's facilities? Well, we can always just start with the more likely candidates for kidnapping. Like the Red Guard? If you think that there's even a fraction of a plausible chance, I think we should take it. Finger sandwiches by day, vigilantes by night. We just sneak into the camp and just, like, beat them all up. and welcome back to another episode of the Gage Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 49. Well, hello, foundlings, and as always, my name is Emily. I am your game master and host for this series and this episode. And again, as always, I am joined at my table by no one else other uh, than... Hi, my name is Jaden Amadjo. I play uh, Finnevere Avere, or he is so, uh, <coughs> he'll soon be known as... Finnicus Asher, perhaps. Hmm, maybe he. Mm. An aspiring merchant. Potentially ex-seeker, who knows? Ooh. Definitely leaning more towards merchant now, as Definitely. well. Definitely leaning more towards merchant now. And I, Quentin Ott, playing Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher, born and raised in upstate New York, caught in a way more political intrigue than he signed up for, and was only ever truly looking to get back home to his family. And if you don't know who that is now, and you can't say his intro by heart, have you even really listened to the podcast? So let's get started. The meeting with the mysterious figure has now led Charles Smoot to a whole slew of new questions. What is this key? What is the artifact he's supposed to find? And still, who is the far traveler? But not all secrets go without revelation. Finnevere, or should we say Finicus? learned of a dark truth. He was an Asher heir stolen away in the night, the woman he believed to be his mother, merely his nanny, and now offered the opportunity to be with his real family. Finn must choose between his friends and his family. Oh, but yeah, uh, where we left off last is, uh, well, Finnevere, you were playing a game of hide-and-seek? I was about to say, these are the, the real problems, not like family lineage and inheritance, but I'm pretty sure he's getting beaten in a game of hide-and-seek by a six-year-old. I, I don't know. Am I just getting a, a, wa a waffle stomped here, or is there a skill checks involved? Yeah, are you getting waffle stomped? I guess we could maybe roll for some some things. This is a very eventful situation, and by eventful, I mean we're just going to roll a d20, your perception versus her stealth, and you'll Ooh. do it maybe about four times. All right. Let's yeah. do this. Or we do it best out of three. Best out of three sounds fun. Best two out of three. Unless she's losing, then she'll make it three out of five. That's how children work. Yep. Five. I mean, as a child in her small stature, she gets a natural plus two. It's true. Yeah. That is how that works. Small creatures get a size bonus to sell. Go! One, two, three, go! So she's run off. 
it is time for you to seek me while your entire party is off to the side watching this. All right, here we go. Oh, I like being on either side of this. Uh, so I can uh, see that. That's an 11 for perception. Uh, it was a tie. Uh, you came upon her as she was getting ready to hide, and she's very upset. No fair! I didn't get a chance to hide yet. You were hiding this whole time. Am I rolling stealth or perception this time? She is going to continue to be uh, hiding. Okay. All right, here we she go. She doesn't count that one. That was a false start on your end, Finnevere, obviously. All right. Uh, Finn's eyes are a little more open this time. 24. Oh, you, you see her with such ease. You see that her legs are sticking out from the bush, but you hear her giggling. Hmm, I wonder where she's off to. There you are. Uh, no, it's not fair. Fine. It's my turn to find you. You go hide now. All right. No peeking. Uh, that is a 15. Where, where would you hide? There's a lot of places, so you could just describe something to me. I want to find somewhere that places... Be- a crowd, uh, or at least a few people between her and me, and a place where I could sit. The Grey's Manor is its own secluded estate, so you are in a fenced-in garden area. Okay. So it's not like lots of trees? and. Um, there's a few purposefully placed trees, but the area is mostly open with some seating along the edges, and somewhat nearby you see Balin's family sort of standing around conversing. You guys over in the corner, Charles Smoot, you actually can see from where you're standing that Belle is very clearly, she just has one hand like barely covering her eyes. It actually looks like she's just shielding herself from the sun and she's watching Finnevere oh, run no. off. That makes stealth literally impossible. Uh, my- Unless you hide behind something, then you can stealth. But she'll know exactly where to find you, where you're stealthing. She rolled a one on her will save. Not cheat. Yeah. Yeah, Smoot's just eating finger sandwiches. Okay. Is, is this cucumber? No, I pick up. Uh, then I'll try to find a table to sit behind. Cabanis, over paprika. It takes her a while to come and get you because she doesn't know what to count to. She just kind of waits there as long as she can patiently do so, but then she just charges towards you. I found you! Ah, blast! This is very engaging gameplay. Wow, Finn, you really suck at hide and seek. You should work on the hiding part. He's really bad. I guess that ties us all up. All right. One more go for best two out of three. Which do you want? The hide or the seek? Hmm. I'm better at hiding. All righty then. Have a go at it. I'll give you twice the amount of time this time. One, two. Come on, Ben. Show them they don't call us seekers for nothing. I'll give her a little extra time this time. I'll I'll, I'll count to 20. Okay. What's your your roll? Seventeen. It's a tie again. Yeah, I feel like they're evenly matched. They're very evenly matched. Like, you honestly might have passed her by if you didn't hear her giggling once again in the same spot. And But this time you don't see her feet sticking out. You only see, like, some red from her shoes underneath. I'll sit down in front of where she's hiding and, and monologue. Uh, <laughs> you're going to monologue. <laughs> <in this. sighs> she's evaded me this time. Only I had a clue. What was that? Did I hear something? No. (laughs) She responded. Uh, Gotcha. It's a bird. It's not me. I was about to say the bush would know better than I would. (laughs) All right. We draw to the conclusion that 
in some manner, Finnevere and this child are evenly matched in their games of hide-and-seek, and you are then cheerily able to meet back up with your party, who are all standing off to the side, uh, shoveling finger sandwiches in their mouths. Are you done with your children's games now, Finn? Not for now. Oh, for now, okay. Well, maybe, maybe we have a Valen we could get to some actual important business. Yes, of course. I think we have to find you a fiancé. What? You're a betrothed. It's easy. I don't need to find a fiancé. No, no, we need to find the fiancé, the one you're already, like, theoretically engaged to. I, it's technically not even invalid anymore. But, yes, I understand what you're saying. So, uh, Valen, do you have a suggestion so that we can do this in a way that's more Charles, less smoot? Or am I just, like, going in and clobbering heads? Well, he just pauses for a long moment, seeming to consider the situation. Perhaps we should discuss this not here. Maybe go inside. Then would nod. Fine by me. All right. So he begins going inside, and he actually takes you to a room that has several seating areas, as well as a nice tall bookshelf and a desk where there are lots of pieces of parchment quills for writing. All right. He sits down in the nearby cushioned chair. So the plan is essentially we try to get evidence that we can present to his majesty to make sure that we can, if possible, make a move. Right? I think that is what you suggested, yes. Just want to make sure we're on the same page, that we will not be rushing into anything. Would the evidence be admissible, even if we procured them while trespassing? He just pauses for a moment. I believe evidence is evidence, Finnevere. So, hear me out here. If we think the Red Guard is holding Cece, what if we just get arrested? And we're already in the facilities, and we just have to break out of prison. You get this incredulous look from both Valen and Kelsey. I am really good at starting yard fights, and let me tell you, they are a phenomenal distraction. Oh, dear. No. All right. How about this? I will try and see if I can get some information. If we can just sit tight momentarily, it should take maybe an hour or two before I can get someone to give us a bit of insight into what is going on up there. But it's up to you two to figure out where we go from there. Sounds uh, agreeable. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Benavir, I know it kind of inverts our standard business plan, but what if we do the mugging and then profit? Oh, wrong campaign. Well, no, 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 no. Listen, hear me out here. We can use some of your weird voodoo magic and maybe knock some of the red guards unconscious and then we can steal their armor and pose as them to infiltrate them. Not the worst idea that you've come up with. He's, uh, Finn says he starts rubbing his glove. Dvalin sort of nods to you both, wary about what you're talking about, but he's going to leave you to it. And he walks off. But uh, I do think that we are to wait for information and then... Oh yeah, absolutely. You wouldn't be going off alone to get this information, would you? Oh, he's already walked out of the room. Kelsey, you've been spending some time with Valen. Has he mentioned anything about the Red Guard that might be useful? I mean, it really hasn't come up much beyond when the banquet happened. I just know that uh, the bishop, as he's called, came into town not that long before we arrived. Uh, and she seems to be thinking really hard, trying to recall what she knows. Kelsey then shares, I believe that they came here uh, with a relatively large group from what I overheard, maybe about 28 people, but I haven't seen that many in the city at the very least. 
when I've gone out. And when I was at the banquet, again, I wasn't really sure about who all was there. I just know that the bishop was in attendance and there might have been maybe two or three of his uh, accompaniment. That's great. It sounds like the Red Guard then, for the most part, are staying outside of the city, which means fewer guards to have to deal with besides the Red Guard. We wouldn't have to deal with the actual Raylund Guard. Wait, we wouldn't have to deal with Raylund's guard? Not if you saw the Red Guard were mostly staying outside of the city. Uh... If you were to kidnap someone, presumably you would try and leave with them outside of the jurisdiction and control of the city which you were camping outside of. Oh, that does beg the question, then. What if she's outside the city at their encampment out there? Right, so we don't know if she's still inside the city waiting to get escorted out or is already outside of the city. Well, it sounds like what Valen wants to do is not start a war. I was about to say, how much of that is our prerogative? You remember that bit of business practice where you don't burn the businesses around you? That's like burning all of the businesses. Uh, yeah, but I also know that wartime is actually great for economical prosperity. I mean, did you see what happened to America? Well, you didn't see what happened to America during the Great Depression. That's right. Uh, that's a little awkward. You do come from a lineage of barbarians, don't you? Uh, in a manner of speaking, but I have to say that they are so successful that people pretty much just consider them the world police, so... Are you sure they're the good guys? Well, they're the strongest people, so they kind of get to determine what is right. Yeah, well, beyond all of that, we are here now, Mr. Smoot, so we really do need to be careful. Well, I'm just saying, do we really care about the city, or do we care about our friend? If we dress up as Raylund Guard, which Valen could very easily get us armor for, we could try and sneak into the Red Guard encampment, and then if we get caught, we start a fight, the rest of the Raylund Guard see that the Red Guard are fine with Raylund Guard, and then, hey, we have instant backup. I don't like the idea of impersonating Raylun Guard. That's all. What do you mean we're not impersonating? We were members of the army. Yeah, but uh, we were honorably discharged. I wonder, we could bring this up to Valen when he gets back. Maybe we can uh, hash it out more then? Yeah, sure. Also, one of my favorite things. Oh, what if we baked them a cake, hid inside the cake. When they brought the cake inside to eat it, we just burst out and attacked them. All right, there's the uh, old man Smoot. I understand what he's talking about, but that would take hours. Not a bad plan, though. What you need, Mr. Smoot, is a nap. But I'm perfectly capable. I have a very busy day, though. A lot of stairs. Making less sense than usual. I recommend you go take a nap. What do you mean, Finnevere? I'm just trying to spitball ideas. I haven't heard you come up with any. Do you just want to walk up to their camp and then politely ask him, Oh, I'm a merchant. Can I pay you for answers? Here, have all my money. Oh, you're still not going to tell me where my friend is? Darn. Let's not poke at each other like this. I don't think it's a good idea to just split us up, Mr. Smoot. We really need to be united in this. I'm just saying, he's the one calling me a senile old man. I was just trying to come up with ideas. It's an idea. How about this? Why don't you go lay down? You look somewhat haggard right now. There has been way too much going on today, and today isn't even done. Maybe when Valen comes back, we can just figure out what's going on, and then we can make a real plan. I agree. Fine. If anyone needs me, I'll be packing my bag in my room. Okay. So, Charles Smoot, you go off and to your room, and you begin packing your bag. Yeah, I prepare. Yeah, yeah, preparing everything. Uh, Finnevere, what would you do uh, while waiting? He'll go to his room. <laughs> <laughs> Have a have a nice little sit down, talk to his doll. Mm, that makes I like that. 
So you sit down and you talk with your doll. And about an hour later, Valen comes back, sort of gathering you up again. All right. What information you got? So there's very good news for us right now. Apparently, up in the guest house up by the castle, there's only about 12 of the Red Guard that have been staying there, including the bishop himself. And additionally, the bishop is not in right now. Overall, my informant tells me he's been in and out of the manor today, with a lot of preparations being made for them to depart. But apparently the king had him travel with him all the way up to the Shrine of Tribes. Oh yeah, that's at least like an hour, hour and a half hike. So, based on the information the informant gave me, they could only get it to me so quickly. It does take time for them to travel between here and there. We may have between anywhere from two to three hours to get this done. I mean, do we really think they would be able to successfully hide Cece in the castle without any of the guards noticing? And if they are, she's probably under very careful watch. We're definitely not going to be able to get in and get evidence without at least turning a few heads. Someone will notice. At very least, we should make sure they can't track it to us. And more importantly, Valen, we should have some form of disguise. Valen, your family has a lot of influence with the uh, town guard. Is there anywhere you could get a spare sets of armor and we might be able to patrol the castle while looking like guards? I could. Might take me about an hour, but I can get that done. Do you think we would be able to get to the Red Guard's quarters in that kind of fashion, or would that be too suspicious? We have two options here. The first is, of course, if you're going about this route and you do want to be disguised again, it's going to take me some time to get that together. Pieces have to be borrowed, if you understand what I'm saying, but... I mean, alternatively, you're kind of in line to the throne. You must know the castle pretty well. Are there any secret, like, servants' entrances we could go through? That is the part that I was about to get to. I'm a big man. You sure I fit in them? From here to the castle, it's about 20 minutes away. Traveling. Our options are to go directly through the main castle gates. In disguise, that might work alright. A bit risky, but possible. Then there is a hidden path that not many people know about. The downside is that if you don't know where you're going, this path can get you lost quite easily. That would happen to be some form of map, would there? Not of the tunnels, no. Uh, but Valen, you know where you're going? In a sense, it's been a very long time since I've traveled them. Well, that's better than not knowing where we're going at all, and also, if we use it as an escape route, any would-be pursuers might get lost in the same tunnels when attempting to chase us. Yes, you're very fortunate. It is a Grey family secret. Since we do tend to provide the protection directly to the king himself... If it was built by the Greys, do you think there's any documentation under any of the uh, household libraries? It's been passed down through ordinary means. We don't keep documentation in case there is breach. It is for the king's safety. Well, fair enough. Then it sounds like you're getting us suits of armor and then we're sneaking in through the tunnels. That works to me. Just make sure that you get them extra, extra large. I had a problem getting gauntlets on last time. It did not. No motion in my thumbs. Yes, well... That's why I said it would take an hour. Normally, I could probably get this done in maybe about 20 minutes. Much appreciated, but skip the gloves. (laughs) (laughs) I have to have the full accoutrements or else I won't be passable, Finnevere. Oh, and if possible, can you give me like a captain's outfit? One of the ones with the nice fancy feather helmets. Mr. Smoot. 
Do you know how many people I have had to punch in order to get here? I want a feathered helmet. I don't think I can get you a feathered helmet. Also, I just don't think that's going to work very well. You, you don't have the decorum of a military commander. Well, I can bark orders very well. Barking orders is only part of it, Charles. Ah, uh, fine. And then I guess I'll need a small. Yeah, I get an extra large and an extra small. He just looks at uh, Valen, looks at you, Finnevere, looks you up and down. Or maybe an, another extra small for the little tyke. We're about the same size. <laughs> maybe not musculature, but um, he then looks over at Kelsey, a little wary. Generally, there aren't any women in the military here. Kelsey, give me your best male impression. Pretend to impersonate your brother. My brother? Yeah. Okay, Kelsey. Now you listen here. It's passable. It's where it works. Sounds right? about as masculine as Finnevere. Uh, perhaps just if we end up in a social situation, just... She's mute. She's the first deaf mute. She's the uh, diversity hire of the Rayland army. The armor should hide your figure, I think, enough. They don't hear an unexpected voice. They won't ask about an unexpected voice. All right. So silent as a mouse. I can do that. Raylan still looks a little wary about it, but he nods and begins to walk away as if to go and get these items that you need. And so he comes back after about an hour gesturing for you all to follow him. And you do notice that the sun has really begun to set outside. Raylan, uh, I know you said we had maybe like a couple hours. Do you really think we're going to have enough time? That's why we have to be very careful and very fast. We're just getting evidence. If she's there, we really cannot intervene in getting her out right now. Oh, what kind of evidence can we get even if she is there? Anything. What does anything look like? It's not like you know what a camera is or can take photos. He looks confused. Exactly. Well, that's fine, but there's always the option of documents. Documentation is king. Oh, yeah, because we're just going to stumble in and find uh, the, the bishop's uh, royal desk where he says, I, I have captured Cece. Here's my stamp. <sighs> All right. Listen, if you think the plan is a bad idea, then we don't have to do it. Oh, it's fine. I'm just saying what happens if we're in the middle and then uh, they, they barge in and then we're effectively committing treason. Do you think we need some kind of distraction to slow them down? That's why I was going to stay on the outside so at least could warn you. All right, fair enough. Does that mean we're going to have some kind of, like, uh, safety word? Like, pin pineapple apple pen? Just throw it in there in the middle of a sentence. What? Pin pine pineapple apple pen? Yeah, there you go. It's your favorite fruit. I don't think he gets it. But you do. I That's do. what matters. It was my generation, yes. Perhaps a whistle of sorts. Did you have something else in mind? Did you have something else in mind? Oh, how else would we communicate from far away? A whistle's the best I've had, and... Light? What if we're in a perfectly enclosed room and we can't see anything? That's why you need to have eyes. I'll have to check the windows regularly. Fine, we'll have a lookout. Now we're talking. Right, well, we, we don't have time to waste. Charles Smoot starts putting on the armor. Is this full plate or half plate? Oh, no. Huh. I, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you ready for like 50% arcane spell oh, chance no. failure? Oh, no. 15%'s but hard enough. <laughs> Just imagine it being a coin flip. I... I I d almost died to that 15%. It, it is half plate. Half plate. All right, let's look up half plate stats, ladies and gentlemen. Is it masterwork half plate? Wow. That sounds really expensive for all the guards to have that. 
This is Raylan's standing military. It, it's technically this is the castle guard, so yeah, it would be very high grade. <laughs> so it'd be masterwork. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's nice. I like that. Um, well, Jaden, congratulations. Your maximum dexterity bonus is zero. Oh, you do have a forty percent arcane spell chance failure, and your base movement speed is reduced to twenty. Uh, I'm not a very strong guy, and armor oh, it weighs, weighs a lot. Fifty pounds. He looks at you. Gosh. You don't have to put it on right now. We're going to be heading over there. And he gestures towards the waterfall. There's an armor check penalty of six. I, I'm gonna leave everything behind what? that isn't a weapon, my shield, or uh, a spell components. Uh, and also. I think I will still wear the chain shirt underneath, but it doesn't give me an extra AC according to Pathfinder's rules because armor doesn't stack, but it is a shirt, so. Oh, yeah. Nope. Uh, this is very heavy. <laughs> uh, who thought this was a good idea? Oh, good God, Valen. How are you supposed to swing a sword in this? Well, Desmond generally ensures his men are fit and well-trained, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, maybe if I could attune to this, but gee, like the shoulder polarins get in the way. I can't even extend my elbow right. Fun fact, if you are not proficient with armor, the armor check penalty, which is seven, applies to attack rolls. What? Normal. A character who is wearing armor, which they are not proficient in, applies the armor check penalty to attack rolls and all skill checks that involve moving. How long does it take to take this stuff off? Half plate or full plate? Donning, uh, four minutes. Removing is 1d4 plus one minute. Oh. Does it come with helmet? Yes, it is everything that they wear. How much of the face does the helmet cover? Like, there's that slit in the center. It's like the cross symbol. All right. I'm going to need something to cover my daggone face. I don't have that mask anymore. Uh, CC, dang it. <laughs> Why do you uh, need to cover your face if you're already wearing a helmet? Because if I ever have to take this thing off, and even if, uh, they might recognize me, and, and I might need to live here. You don't know. Smoot doesn't know that. Uh, well, I don't suppose there's an easy way of getting a, like, a Zoro mask, a ripped piece of cloth. You could rip a piece of cloth. Uh, oh, I got that purple cloth. Sure. Vanlin does look at you, though, as you're starting to, like, try and figure out something to, like, cover your face. He speaks up a little bit. Oh, be careful about doing anything that would make you stand out. Desmond is very particular about his guards maintaining proper military dress. Kelsey approaches towards you. It seems that she's changed back over into her main clothes. I really wish we had darker clothes for this. This is like an Operation Stealth mission. All right. Yeah, I know that you're already on the right side of the fence on this one, but I can't stress this enough. Only use magic if it's absolutely necessary. What? She's also slightly confused. It's, uh, if we got caught and that charge was thrown out top, the consequences would be quite severe. Uh-huh. Well, I think we'll be okay, Finevere. All right. I just thought I'd warn you. The sun always seemed to set quickly in Sanai as the mountains themselves eclipsed the sky, their giant shadows drawn over the city like a dark sheet. And thusly, you begin making your way to the castle's plateau. The roar of water drowns out your steps as you begin to approach towards it. Why don't you all roll your perception checks? Uh, that's a nine for Finn. Oh, yeah. 
Number 23, Charles Smoot. As you guys begin passing around the basin of this waterfall, which continues its descent down another falls into the city below, tall grasses and shrubs crunch inaudibly beneath your feet as you are led behind the towering waterfall. Water sprays up in a fine mist around you, and your skin is quickly moistened by the humid air. From this angle, you can't even see the spires of the castle as your neck careens up to take in the sight of the sheer cliff overhanging you. Charles Smoot, you sort of notice as you guys are much closer to this area, and there is a light now that Valen is carrying in a lantern. You see that there is a recessed part in the stone wall. It seems rather strange in appearance and doesn't necessarily match the stone surrounding it very well. Valen then signals for you all to stop as he approaches towards this wall, and he silently reaches his hand into a small crevice of a nearby rock, leaning in almost all the way to his elbow. And for a moment, you see his face set in concentration fading to relief as you barely hear him say, Got it. Before he pulls back with some effort, and a few feet away, a slanted bit of stone that you've noticed, Charles Moot, begins to recede back and then slides to the side, the sound masked by the thunderous crashing of the waters now behind you. As we're walking on our way, uh, I'll pose a question to Valen. Are those kind of things common around here? Little circles and stone walls where you stick your hand in and there's something around there, like a key or a lever? Not always. This is generally just the one safe space that we were able to create. You see, these are natural tunnels under here. We just installed the stone walls. A stone doorway, at least. Interesting. And, uh, I, before your family meeting, I went to the Shrine of Tribes to do some sightseeing, and I uh, met, met someone up there, and they were kind of talking about a few things. And He walks over to, uh, as you guys walk into this part of the tunnel, he walks over and again grabs against a lever, which you can now see, and pulls again on the lever. But it's on the opposite side of the wall, and you see a very intricate design that's climbing onto the ceiling of this small cave with levers and pulleys, and you hear as the stone door begins to close behind you. So you got a lot of these secret things. Maybe something to do with the artifact of the red crown or something. What? I don't know. What is that? I don't know. I was hoping you knew. I think we should focus at the matter at hand. Right. And Charles probably should be quite... uh... Even though this is an enclosed space, it does not mean that your voice will not carry. All right, fine. I was just trying to make conversation while we were walking. That's all right. So as you guys are walking through this cave, it is dark and wet as water is dripping from the ceiling above you. Do you want me to light a torch, Valen? Are you sure you know where you're going? I have this lantern, but if you want to light this one, and he reaches into his bag and tosses you a torch... Very good. There we go. Now we're talking. Now the rest of us can see. All right. Charles, we would like the torch. Okay. Um, you guys have not donned your armor yet, correct? Correct. Guess not. You could if you wanted to. Now doesn't seem like the time. I guess we will when we're about to exit these caveways. 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 So as you guys are making your way through, I need you all to roll an acrobatics check for me. Yeah, I definitely don't want to be at a minus six to that. 13 for Finn. 19 for Charles Smooth. Ooh, good day. Day. All right. So, walking through, he begins leading you down a tunnel. 
which then quickly you see branches off into three other paths, which they're spacious, but in some of those places that you're walking, a wrong step easily could lead you to fall a short distance down a set of natural stairs. And Finnevere, you are unfortunate enough to find one of these locations where your foot does slip and you fall about 10 feet. Oh, it's okay. I landed on the soft stone. Are you okay? Even my anemetric soft stone is still hard. Just a little bruising never killed anyone. All right. Falling 10 feet can. It absolutely could have. You're very lucky. At least it was the short one. Not the long one. All right. And it's from here he raises up his lantern, where I need to think for a minute. Valen waits, and you see as he kind of just seems to be recounting something, visualizing it almost like with his hands as he's pointing from one location to another. There are five branching tunnels here. After about two minutes... All right. I'm certain it's this one. Follow me. You sure you just didn't do any mini miny mo because it kind of looks like it. He kind of stops and pauses for a second. Yes, I'm very sure that I didn't just pick randomly, Mr. Smoot. Well, at least you have an educated guess. I'll take it, because I would have picked randomly. Oh, don't worry, there's about three more places I'm pretty sure I'm going to get us lost in. What was that? Don't worry about it. All right. This is not disconcerting at all. What's the likelihood that we just get lost in here and go in circles until we inevitably die of age? Some of us are susceptible to that. Uh, I don't think we'd be dying of age. Uh, there'd be, uh, thirst, uh, then starvation, and, uh, uh, perhaps uh, rats of unusual size. Well, there's water dripping from the ceiling above that takes care of thirst, and I'm pretty sure I'm hearing rats of unusual size, which are edible. Yeah, you technically could survive in here for a good bit. All right, I think... And then you guys come to another branching path of three, which... He stands there for a second again, thinking, I know, I think it's this one. Oh, you were a lot more confident about the last one. I haven't been in these tunnels since I was ten. It's been a very long time. All right, Valen, just remember, if you get us lost, your future wife may not be saved. A lot on the line here, bud. Mr. Smoot, I don't think that's very encouraging or helpful. Your attempt at commentary is appreciated, though. It certainly was an attempt. I I really do think it's probably this one. We could always turn around <laughs> if we go what down. What do you mean we don't have that kind of time? The bishop could be back any minute. Oh, we've only been in the tunnels for about seven minutes. Generally, as long as I don't get lost, it only takes about ten. Well, then keep picking correctly, Valen. Let's go. All right. And he goes down the rightmost one with some hesitation in his steps. All right, this is definitely not the right one. We need to turn around. What? Oh, goodness. Maybe I should have just picked. I probably would have gotten the right one. No, please do not. No, 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 no. You're not picking until... No. (laughs) What do you mean there's only two left? I can flip a coin and probably get it as right as Valen. All right. So, five minutes later, you guys make your way back, and then you head down the middlemost path. I was going to say the middle one. Of course you were, Charles. It's everything you say is right, as you say. <sighs> really, Kelsey? Ben, I don't know how you put up with him. Oh, it, uh, he is uh, uh, a trial. However, uh, you know, uh, hard times make strong people. So uh, he's a uh, character building. 
If we are uh, looking for opinions, though, in terms of guessing if uh, if we are down to that, Kelsey's gut is generally, uh, in, in fact, I, I believe it's been right every time so far. Hmm. Well, my gut is telling me it's kind of hungry. Ah, uh, well, I did leave the rations behind. That's okay. I had, like, I had four finger sandwiches. That sounds weird. <laughs> four sandwiches, finger-sized. Um... All right, so at about 15 minutes after you entered the tunnels, Valen finally brings you up this longer set, which seems to be a set of man-made stairs. And he, again, raises his hand for you to stop. All right, I think this is where we're going to need to don our armor, as they say. All right, uh, then we do don the armor. 50 pounds, 7 minus 2 life itself, bonus 40% spell failure chance armor. Uh, Alright, how do I look? Like a man. <laughs> <laughs> you okay, Ann? You can see the armor is not exactly well fitted to her. It's a little oversized. Oh, I, I said that before I took a look at you. Uh, pretty much as good as Mulan did. I'll take that as a compliment. She was a strong, independent woman. Yeah, it is a compliment. <sighs> All right. Well, I mean... She was also kind of useless at first. You see as the helmet's, like, sunk, where the eye slits are actually like, kind of partially covering her eyes. This is mildly problematic. I think I'll be okay, but this is annoying. Oh, you can take it off at your earliest convenience once we get past the guards. Yep, I'll just stand right behind you, Mr. Smoot. That's the way to do it. All right, and you all have now donned your armor. Congratulations. Uh, I would mm, ask Valen if it is uncustomary for Raylund guards to be carrying around shields. Depends on your fighting style, but generally the castle guards will have a shield of some sort. Oh, perfect, so I don't have to put this bad boy down. And Charles Smith will tap his heavy steel shield. And crossbow. He'll tap his, Inavir will tap his crossbow. Nah, question. Phelan sort of looks at them. He's totally judging what they look like, though. Oh, oh, he's allowed to judge. He's earned that. Oh, I'm right. sorry, you, could, you already went into the armory. You couldn't have gotten us nicer weapons while you were at it. I'm sorry, I didn't think about it. Well, you said we gotta look the part and that your cousin really cares about, like, status and decorum. It's all right. Just keep the shield on your back at the very least for now. Fine. Uh, Finn, you really need to maintenance that better, but it'll do for now. Ready whenever you are. Yep. Okay. So, Valen, gestures for you all. All right. Whatever you do, don't start a fight. At least not with Raylan's guards. If you have to fight... Do your best to not leave any evidence behind. The only evidence will be their corpses. That's a lot of evidence. That's way too much evidence. No, 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 no. I literally mean do not leave any evidence behind. Well, someone seeing us is more evidence than a dead body. I'm just trying not to start a war. I'm begging you. Doing something like this could literally start the war that we've been trying to avoid. So we need to be very careful. It is a very last resort. I understand, but also getting evidence that Cece's being held here is our first priority. Yes. Well. So lead on, Valen. I'm too conspicuous to go first. Okay. So Valen begins walking out. Um, you see as he pulls again on a lever, 
you hear a few latches, almost like they come undone, and you hear as a wooden door is opened. You find yourselves in a stable up here on the castle's plateau. So how do we get to this guest room? It's not a guest room. It's a guest house. And he gestures. When you guys make your way up here, it is very dark. The sun has completely set behind the mountains. There's still that shadow that's cascading, but overhead you can see that there are stars beginning to shine through the night sky. The area is lit by torchlight, and you see that there is a guard, two guards patrolling the area. They seem to be walking right by the stables, not really paying any attention to you. About 300 feet from where you guys are, you see this guest house. But all around you, the entire castle is encompassed by tall stone walls. And incidentally, this manor is surrounded by a similar but smaller stone wall. And why don't you roll a perception check for me as well while you guys are up here? 14 for Charles Smoot. Uh, 19 for Finn. There seems to be a tree that is towering over the wall of this guest manor from the inside. And directly outside the entrance, which is basically just an open wall. So there's no gate there, but rather there is just a guard that is stationed directly outside of it. So, Phelan, you know uh, your people's customs. Is there a reason why four of your Raylun guard would need to walk into a uh, emissary's guest house? Well, there's always a changing of the guard, at the very least. Would that normally happen around now when uh, it's becoming nighttime? Yes. But I'm really hoping that that is... One second. You see as Valen kind of stands up and brushes himself and begins walking over towards the guard. Just very slowly. And from where you guys are, you see that he stops momentarily where he is and begins turning back towards you and walking back nonchalantly, being very calm about it. Valen, what's wrong? <clears throat> He walks over to a stall and just seems to be gesturing for a horse or one of the Aquinthians to come over. Well, I thought that was going to be my informant, but it turns out it isn't. Luckily for us, he is currently asleep. Oh, wow, your city guard sucks. I guess we ought to sneak in, right? <clears throat> well, I mean, I don't know how asleep. I just took a quick gander. Is there any other entrance besides this one? No, there's only the front uh, Fenrir, is there any way you can make a sleeping man more asleep? Yeah, could try if he starts to wake up. All right, well, just have that as a backup plan. All right, again, I don't know if he's actually asleep. I just, he didn't really seem to pay me any mind. Obviously, it's probably because I'm in uniform. Uh, what, what, what if you, uh, used the uh, intimidation tactic and dismissed him as you're the new person on the shift rotation and you yelled at him and then he got spooked and didn't question and just ran off home? You seem to be much better at intimidating people. Oh, then please, by all means, let me do it. Right, well, be very careful. And he gestures with his head as if back towards the manor, but also just like a little bit beyond it. You can see that there is a very large archway, which looks like it's the main castle gate, which is probably about 200 feet away from the manor or the guest house itself. All right. Uh, then Smoot will begin to approach the individual. It's, it's one guard there? There is one guard that is currently seated outside of the guest house that you can see. 
And then Valen, uh, do you want to be the guard that replaces him so that you can signal us if you see them coming through the main gate? That would be the best bet, yes. All right, fine. All right, everyone, let's go. We go up as a group. Charles Smoot walks out in front, chest puffed, sauntering with a bit of swagger. Oh, there, soldier. What are you doing? Uh, uh, Sleeping uh, on the job? Uh, what? You're missing your shift change. What? what no. What, no. If you don't get out of here in the next few moments, I'm going to have to have words with Captain Desmond about your delinquency on the job. Okay, so I need you to roll. So it would be an, so we can just say you do an intimidate and then you're going to do a bluff because you, you're, you're lying about a lot of it, but you're trying to do an intimidating matter. 21 in intimidate and a 15 in bluff. He stands up immediately rigid and terrified. You can see um, he actually has his helmet off down on the ground to the side. He looks like he was lounging about for a very long time, very bored. He stands up and salutes. Yes, sir, right away. He grabs his helmet, places it on his head, and begins marching off back towards the stable and then just past it. All right, well, I think I did my job. Valen begins approaching, as does Kelsey. Actually, if anything, um, aren't I absolutely garbage at sneaking around and finding things? Shouldn't you be the people looking? I should be keeping watch. I am not the most delicate of creatures, if you did not know. Valen looks at you. So you want to send Kelsey in and Finevere? You're right. I don't trust them to do anything. Fine, Valen. You stay behind. Wow. Um, as you begin walking past, Valen kind of grabs you on your arm. And just kind of, like, gives you a look. I meant you're better at protecting them. I know. That's why I'm going. And so it begins our uh, investigative part of the session and or my lack thereof so as i said valen is going to take a seat at the front of the entrance to this guest house there are stone walls surrounding the entire exterior of the perimeter it is a relatively large area for you guys to be inside of you guys are currently inside of the walls with valen keeping watch outside he has his lantern by the ground now where he's seated and he sort of gestures with his hands, indicating that he has a mirror that he can use to try and like give you a quick signal if anything strange were to happen. But before you go back in, he says, We may have about 40 minutes at most. More than likely, they'll be making their way back. So be quick about it. And if we can't find anything, then don't, don't think too hard about it. All right, let's be off. So, as you guys are going in, please roll your perception checks, please. 18 for Charles Smoot. 13 for Finn. Okay. The entrance leading in is open. You see no gate here. But from where you are standing, you can actually see there is a wagon, a carriage actually, situated near the front entrance. And nearby that is a set of stables, which appear to be occupied currently by a number of Aquinthians. Uh, so who goes first? Who, who would go where and what? Charles Smoot would be bringing up the rear. Okay, Charles Smoot's in the back. Then they'll take the front. Charles Smoot's also going to be trying to look at this tree that you mentioned. It is on the opposite side of where you are currently entering in from. It would actually be on the leftmost side. Uh, you see just around the wall of where you are in the barely lit light from this area, you see there's only one torch. It's basically lit, and it's right where the wagon is. Um, it's, I wouldn't even say dim light, it's dark. Okay. Like, 
maybe it, you would need a good light right now. That's I don't fine. know if you did you keep the torch lit with you or did you? No, know? we were sneaking up, so yeah. I wanted yeah. to put it out when we were putting on our armor. Okay, um, you do as you are like looking over. You see this garden on the far left side, but you can't really make anything out inside of it right That's now. Fine. Uh, so there is a uh, light inside the wagon. You said there is a light that is near the wagon. Do, do I hear people sounds coming from the wagon? As you get a little bit closer, Finnegar, why don't you make another perception check? All right. Let's go. 17. Finnegar, you actually hear a very faint, sort of like heavy breathing sound. It might be snoring, but you're not 100%, but you don't hear indefinitive talking. But as you come to the edge of this carriage, you see that there is a table, and around this table are situated three red guard. One of them is leaning back, and his head seems to be kind of tilted towards the sky. You see on the table there are three tankards. One of them is knocked over on the ground. In another table, one of the red guard has his head kind of slouched and slammed, like, like laying on the table itself. And another one seems to just be sitting upright entirely with his back towards you. Uh, I'll gesture to the, the party with, like, the number three and, like, gesture like this, sitting... Okay, that's a sense motive from you guys to discern a hidden message. Yeah, nine for Charles Smoot. You saw that there was a three, but then he started doing this weird stuff with his hands. Charles Smoot makes a motion with his hand and his fist. Kelsey also makes a hand motion with her hand and then just over her head. Uh, I don't see a feasible sneaking route. We're at minus seven. Does it look like there would be enough space between the stables and the wall? Or is the stable connected to the wall? The stable is connected to the wall. You see that it has a slanted roof on top of it, though. The frontmost portion of it seems to be open air while the back is covered. Can you describe that again? <laughs> Were you not listening to that? No, I don't, just don't understand what that, any of that means. So the back of the stable uh-huh. is definitively connected to the wall. Via a roof. Not via roof. So let me... Uh, it is up against the wall. It uh-huh. is not connected via roof, but the backmost part of this stable is enclosed while the front part is open to the air. It has a slanted roof over top of it, providing cover to the sealed part of the building. Okay. How much space does it look like there is for the wall to our south? Could we just, like, line the edge and just completely, hopefully, avoid their gaze? That is the garden you see. All right. I don't see any other way, but forward. You're, you're the bard. Make up a reason we're here. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's the only option forward is that I see. Uh, we're right. here to I'll... collect your poop waste here with the sanitary department. Uh, no, I... You all see right, that I'll... there was the tree all the way to the far left hanging over the side of the wall. Now that's about the only other option that you really can think of at this time. Right, that's an alternate way of getting in like and or out. Go down there and climb over or something. And just straight past all of this, you can actually see that the main manor along a stone pathway is right towards the back wall. But you can't really tell if it's up against the wall or not itself. Smoot will gesture for Finn to come closer as he is going to attempt to whisper something. Okay. All right. Finn, if we can sneak our way into the garden, we could use that tree to get up on the wall, sneak around to the second level of the house. Instead of having to go through the front door. All right. That looks like only one of them is really paying attention. I have an idea. 
might only buy us a few seconds. I mean, we could just try walking past him quietly and nonchalantly, and then if he notices us, give a reason. There are three guards, and only one of them seems paying attention right now. What if we just try and, like, walk past him like we're supposed to be here? You know, you're only as suspicious as you act. Yeah, we're kind of loud. I don't even think we'll make it if we try to go anywhere. All right, let's give it a go. All right. All right. So, go forward. Oh, like Yay, we're meant to be here. Half plate. We're going to walk as quietly as to not disturb them, but walk with the confidence like we're supposed to be here. Kelsey kind of takes a step forward. She kind of like stumbles a little bit. It's really heavy. And here Smoot rolled well. Oh, am I rolling something still? To keep as quiet as possible, right? Well, the Kelsey was just taking a step, but it's heavy for her. She's encumbered. You know, there's this beautiful giant wall here. I might just stand over here and take this off. It's too heavy for me. I mean, sure. If you find what was the point of bringing the armor then? I don't know. It was your idea in the first place. You do you. Okay. So Kelsey goes over and she, um, she's going to take some extra time to remove the armor for herself. Kelsey comes back after about six minutes taking it off. And you hear an area sound as she returns. A lot better. Okay, so you're going to stand in the garden, climb up the tree, scale the wall, and then nimbly, like a cat, make your way over to the house, where it should be connected to the wall. Okay, I can try. I'm not very good at climbing, though. I can well, try... Well, you took your armor off, which was our disguise to get in. Well, has anyone checked to make sure that they're even paying attention? Or are we just making assumptions again? I'll try to peek over again. Fine. I mean, you could try and sneak past, and then if you need it and it looks like you're about to get caught, we make a distraction. Okay, Finavir, would you try to get a little bit closer to take a better look? Or uh, You know what? Uh, if we if we keep up at this rate, we'll spend the entire 40 minutes here. I'm going to break off and walk out there. I'm just going to walk out? Yep. And I'll follow him, and I'll say, Kelsey, use this as a distraction. Sneak to the door. Okay, Finavir, you just walk out there. Roll a perception check. Uh, that is a total of 13. Wait, nope, 12. <laughs> Got worse? Yep. Yeah, no, my bat, my math is getting worse. You still hear the quiet breathing, but as you walk out and closer to them, nobody seems to really be paying you much mind. Charles Smoot will follow suit and just walk after Finnevere approaching the front door. Yep, and I'll just keep going to the front door. Kelsey is following orders, and she's making her way down... To the garden. She took her armor off, so she's conspicuous. Inconspicuous. Oh, no, she's very conspicuous if anyone sees her. Oh. So my question is, then, gentlemen, where do you go? As you begin making your way past this table, you can see that they all seem to be quite asleep. The one guard that is sitting staunch upright has his arms crossed in front of him. His head is kind of just slightly lulled to the side. His helmet is actually what's keeping it mostly upright. Okay, so you said you go straight up to the manor entrance yeah uh yeah i'll I'll whisper to the smoot once we get a little further away um is i the only one who feels more concerned that the guards are asleep as this like this was done intentionally what i think you're overthinking things fen maybe maybe there's an angel looking out for us and this is just a blessing well, uh, maybe I'll start looking into religion a little harder. Why don't you roll a perception check, both of you, once again? 21 for Charles Smoot. 10 for Finn. 
Jeez. It's just really hard to see out of this helmet. It's very dark, too. Uh, Charles Smoot, as you are walking as carefully as you can, um, with some very dark light, you catch the glimpse of something like a wire cage off to the right side of the stable as you guys are making your way towards the front of the building. Like in between where the manor is and the stable? In that open yes. area towards the back? Yes. It looks like you're seeing it right next to one of the stalls up towards the front. Uh, Finn, you check the front door. I'm going to check something out by the stables. Okay. So Finn and Smoot will kind of break off and I'll start walking towards the wire cage to see what's over there. She's doing really good, isn't she? You hear a slight splashing sound in the background. She fell into the pond. Very powerful. Charles Smoot's going to investigate the wire cage. Hold on, I gotta roll perceptions. Charles Smoot, um, you begin making your way over towards the wire cage. You hear as one of the one of the guards at the table kind of like clears his throat and shakes his head and starts to like look around. What do you do? Like, he, he's not looking in your direction, but it is the guard that is currently facing, um, his back is facing towards the stalls where the Quinthians are, so he's not really looking at you, but he seems to be looking over in the direction of the garden. That's fine. I trust her. She'll be good. She was trained by her uncle. She can stealth and bluff. Um, I would just kind of angle myself so that I could see around this building well enough to tell what is in the wire cage before attempting to not too hastily but promptly regroup with Finnevere. So you like to stealth? Is that what I heard? I I don't want to make noise or draw attention to myself. So that's a stealth, please. Okay, well, we have nothing in stealth. We have a minus one in dexterity. The roll's at 12, but this armor puts me at a negative six. So, fuck. You're just standing. You can't really, like, stealth very well. You're really just walking carefully, but, like, you kind of, like, make a little bit of noise with each step from the plate mail. Yeah, as one would assume. Uh, Finnevere, what do you do? Oh, I'm getting to that door. Okay, are you going to stealth or are you continuing just to walk? Nope, I'm just walking. walking like we're supposed to be here. Just believe. If you believe the lie, they will too. Okay, you see as... The guard that was stirred from where he was, his attention is now drawn towards the sound of Charles Smooth's direction. He sort of stands up from where he is, and he kind of walks over towards where Charles Smoot is, although it is not well lit. It is dark. You just sort of hear him go, Who goes there? Uh, I'm here for sanitation. I'll make sure your stables are cleaned. Figure you'd appreciate it so you didn't have to muck the stalls. You can't see any expression on his face. He's completely covered in this military garb of his own. He has this sort of like, just sealed helmet on his head. And Charles Smoot, you can't see really anything. You can barely sure. see the color of his uniform. Yeah. Does he have any audible reaction? Make a, a roll, roll a bluff, please. Man, you need to put some points of love now. Yeah, apparently, right? Because all I'm getting here is a 14. At this time of night? Well, unless you want to do it. As long as there's not a lot of light by the door, I'll get up to the door and wait a moment to see how uh, Smoot plays this out. But I'll take out the piece of uh, cloth okay. or, or sleep. 
Guinevere, you're catching some glimpses of light in the building from, like, sconces, but you're not really seeing much movement inside right now. All right, I'll give him a moment, and then I'll just let him deal with it if uh, if it seems to be going not too bad. Charles, you hear as the guard sort of hiccups. Listen, we had the stole smoked earlier today. Oh, earlier, but before the bishop left, so you want him to come back and maybe they're a mess now or as soon as he checks up on them and you... That's not going to be on me. I'm going to make sure that things get done right. Listen. I'm not even asking you to do it. You can go back to drinking. I'm going to go do this. And I will be as quiet as I can be. Wait, who are, who are you? Identify yourself. Oh, no. I don't mean... This poor man's life is about to be over. What are you... It's Adrius. Adrius Bloodmay. He... You kind of just see as his body kind of leans forward as if he's trying to get a better look at you from where he is. Wait, you're one of the... City gods. Yeah, they sent me here to muck your stalls. Uh, go! You're not supposed to be here right now. Well, I figured we'd probably want things nice and neat and tidy before anything gets back. Ten minutes stops. I just want to turn the hay, make sure that everything's neat and tidy, okay? I'll let you roll one last bluff, but he's not believing most of this. Total 18. Okay. He leans in towards you for a moment. And it seems like he's thinking with whatever brain capacity he has right now. Fine, just do it quickly and then get out of here. <laughs> oh, my head. You got it, bud. So he kind of stands there and is watching you momentarily. Although he can't really see you and you can't really see him. I see who's in the cage. Sure. Roll a new perception check. 24 for Charles Smoot's perception. As you walk over to the cage, you hear a slight trilling sound, very quiet and muffled. It's definitely the sound from a bird. And you hear as these larger wings kind of flap in the cage as if the bird is stretching and is currently aware of your presence. But without any real light, it is hard to make out much detail. But you can tell in the shadowy light that it seems to be a large sort of bird, and you can see some feathers are scattered about the bottom of this wired cage. Okay. Some near the edge. Okay, fair enough. Are you good over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Just doing my job. You good over there? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's really asked that before. Uh, you want to talk about it, champ? He said five minutes don't do anything weird. Nothing weird about two guys just talking. I'll just keep this guy distracted in conversation while Jaden gets to explore if I have to. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's not being arrested at the moment, so I'm, I'm going. Uh, speaking of which, Finnevere, what do you do at the door? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to try the handle first. You're going to try the handle. Well, you try the handle and you find that the door is locked. You can tell this seems to be a good wooden door with a good lock on it. Uh, I'll have to try to case the joints around the outside to s see what I can do. Okay. You see that there are hedges sort of surrounding the perimeter of the building for the most part. There's some space in between them and the walls, but there are hedges there. Oh, can I try something dumb real quick? Yeah. Check to see if there's a key under the floor mat. There is no key under the floor mat. There's a floor mat? That's impressive. There is not really a floor mat, but apparently there is now. Double fail. <laughs> not only was there not a key, there was never a floor mat. Uh, Charles Smoot, the gentleman, sort of stands there in silence for a moment. 
No, he's fine. Just get back to your business. He saunters back over and sits down, picking up his ale, and you can't really see what happens after that, except for the fact that in the light you see the glint of his armor with a red tint, and you see a sort of, like, shining faceplate over top, but it's sort of, like, glass-like, but dark glass. It's like tinted glass, Quentin. Oh, very impressive. Illegal tint. Oh, wow. Very illegal. Very tint. Very very illegal. Um, Which seems to kind of slide back as he begins drinking. That's about all you can see. Very powerful. Charles Smoot, now seeing that Big Bird's in a cage, will just start beginning to walk around the side of the manor, see if he can find an an alternative entrance. Okay. Uh, Finn, where do you begin going? Uh, Well, I'm going to make my way clockwise around, and I'll try to see if there's any windows that look, or any entrance-looking type areas, anything I might be able to climb up to, a balcony or something, I have no idea. Making your way along the perimeter, you can kind of peer through one of the windows. You see there is a guard sitting inside just past one of the rooms. The front entrance, it looks like, is like a hall, and then there's like another room right beyond it. You can see there's a guard sitting in this other room, currently just sitting there reading a book and flipping pages. Get to read books? It's a great job. I'm telling you. Or maybe he's looking at pictures. Through subtle story storytelling, the Red Guard is somewhere subconsciously seducing Finn to join them. You had the option to stay back at the Grey's Manor and read books. I did. Uh, Charles Smoot, you begin making your way along the side of the building. The yep. guard is no longer paying you really any mind. He just seems to be filling up his glass and drinking. But you can see through some of the windows as well as you're walking along the hedges you see in one room there appears to be a study of sorts near the front part of the building um charles Smith, i guess i would just keep scanning the perimeter okay keep walking around and hopefully like there's a back door okay so but he does now know where the study is which is pretty important okay do you try any of the windows as you go by or are you just walk i mean am i able to uh reach over the hedges and attempt them you're tall enough to oh yay height yeah, I would at least try and see if there is an unlocked window. The front uh, the window that you just walked right by is locked. Uh, Finevere, you're by this one window. You continue clockwise around the building. Yep. How is it locked? Barred. Oh, it's barred? Barred's bad. But also breaking a window is going to make a lot of noise, Quentin. You're not wrong. But if you make a distraction, noise can go unnoticed. I promise there's probably a place that you could try. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm going to keep walking around to some of the other windows. All right. So I'll just keep going around. Okay. And as will smooth. All right, Finevere, uh, walking by another window, you see that there is a room with a small table. There seems to be a bowl that is set out there with some food, but you don't really see anybody in there at this time. All right. Okay. Um, then it's up to Charles Smoot. Charles Smoot, roll another perception check as well as Finevere as you're going around. 13. 11 for Charles Smoot. This is like uh, first five episodes, Finn, rolling. Like... Thankfully, at the very least, when I am rolling high, it is on the skills that I have zero ranks in, like bluff, which kind of mattered. Finevere, as you were kind of peering through that window towards the guard, as you began walking again, you felt something crunch under your foot a little bit. You kind of look down and you see that there seems to be several coins under your feet. All right. Um, are they loose? Are they in a pouch? They're just loose coins. Hey, it's loot. What can I say? Oh, uh, did it take time to pick up coins <laughs> on your rescue mission? <laughs> if it's in a, if it's in a pouch, it's not in a pouch. It's a loose coin on the ground. Uh, 
I'll pick up however much I can do in like a second. Okay. There's like three. Okay. But you do find a gold coin. Gold coin? One gold coin, two silver. <sighs> oh. Well, uh, I'll put those away. And uh, there's a story to those coins. Uh, I maybe don't want to know it. <laughs> Less conscience if you don't think about it. Maybe something terrible happened. Okay. Finn making your way. You don't see really any more lights towards the back side of the house, but you see a few windows. Um, there seems to be a kitchen towards the back leftmost side of the building. Right. Uh, do these windows look openable? They look like they are potentially able to be opened with a bit of force, but you're not sure how much noise that could make. Charles Smooth, similar as you're walking by. Um, what was your perception? Eleven. Very powerful. So you see that there is another window. It seems to be the last window on this side of the house. There is a light inside of it shining, though you can't really make out much inside. Does the window seem to be locked? Try I try it? This one actually seems to be cracked slightly. Well, Smith's going to try and peer inside the window to see if anyone's in the immediate vicinity. Make a perception check. 19 for Charles Smooth. You don't see anybody in this room. However, as you are kind of climbing sort of into the bush, you see like this glint of light in one of the hedges that you're stepping in through, and you realize that it seems to be a necklace of some sort. I pick it up? Although you didn't really make note of it much, you think that this might have belonged to Cece. Can I look at it more directly? Sure. It looks like a woman's necklace of very high quality with intricate details of silver patterns surrounding a sort of purplish-hued gem. But you can't really recall because you never really took a good look at what she wore. But you have like this inkling in the back of your mind that you might have seen it once upon a time. The Finnevere you hear as Kelsey kind of starts making her way over towards you. Finnevere! He waves. Did you find anything? Oh, maybe this window could open, but I'm a little clumsy in this. You think you could try to give it a lift? Why don't you just take it off at this point? It takes too long. We don't have that much time. Okay, you want me to try to open the window? Could, if you could, please. Okay, just like, I don't know if I can reach this. Okay, hold on. I could give you a lift. Why would you lift me to reach this window on the first floor? Oh, oh you can't reach it. Just hold on to, like, my legs or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. It is very locked. Oh, unfortunate. Keep going. Uh, Charles Smoot will look at the immediate ground around him. Are there any, like, loose stones or anything? Where you are? Yeah. There are sticks in the trees. There could be sticks in the trees. There are some loose stones around the area. Small pebbles. But it's dark. You see that actually um, the light that you're able to see right now is from a oil lamp, which is sitting on a small table right in front of the window. Charles Smooth's going to try and climb into the window. Okay. Ah, do I take my armor off first? It's such a big conundrum. I love I love creating conundrums. No, I think I'm good. I think I'm, I'm going to keep the armor on. Okay. It's more plausible deniability. What if I said roll an acrobatics or a climb? Like, what would happen? I meant a minus six, but my climb is a six, so it's just straight dice roll at that point. Okay. Well, anyway, um, I'm going to say that you are able to slide this window open. If you're trying to do it quietly, I will need another stealth roll. Now, that's the worst one. So occasionally good rolls happen, 
total 13 for Charles Smith. You're able to open this window. There's a very slight creak to it as you do so, but you're able to pull it outward more so that you can get in, though the oil lamp is sort of in your way. Move it? Is there a stand nearby? It's sitting on a stand. Can I move it to the edge of the stand? Sure. How big's the stand? Uh, big enough. Okay, yeah. Okay. You make your way into the room. Yep. As I do, I'm going to observe my surroundings. See if I can see. I'll take the oil lamp that was left on the stand and begin exploring this room where I found this effeminate necklace. Perhaps this is where they were keeping Cece. And she dropped it out the window in order to clue us in as to where she was last. Check above the door frame. There's a trap. We know it's Cece. <laughs> well, we know, but we have to prove to other people that they took her. Just saying, oh, this belo- this necklace belonged to my friends and I found it in their compound when I illegally broke in I'm doesn't just, sound good. I, I'm just saying, we were, don't really know that they have her. Period. Yeah. At all, yeah. yeah John, John could have her and they could be like all the way to Kalamazoo. They could be in the desert by now. <sighs> you know, John could be like, you know, 10th level wizard and then teleport. You see, as you walk into the room, there does seem to be a door right at the end. There is nobody in this room at this time. Uh, I start rummaging around and looking to see if there's any documentation or paperwork, whether on the stand or... There's a bed in here, but you don't see any documentation in this room. It's just a bed, blankets, and a pillow. But there's a door in front of you. Outdoors are very dangerous things. Tell Smoot will crack the door open slightly and try and peer out of it to see if anyone's immediately there. You crack the door open. You don't really see much in the hallway right now. All right. Um, I guess Charles Smoot will try and walk down the hallway and make his way to his left, where he'll be doubling back to where he came effectively, trying to make his way to the study, which was the first thing that he saw. So, Finnevere, um, eventually you make your way around to the side of the house. You see that there really aren't any other windows that are opened here, but making your way along, you see that you pass by a dining room of sorts. There is no light in there, though. The only light that you can kind of see is coming from from a few sconces in the room, but, like, there's only one lit per room, except for the kitchen for the most part. However, you can see towards the back leftmost room, there's a window. You are on the opposite side of the house now from the front, but there is a window back here, and you can see in the room right nearby, there seems to be a red guard sleeping on a bunk and you swear you see another set of feet in there as well all right i'll make my way around keep looking for ways in you see a slight light coming from a window nearby charles smoot you're making your way down the hall mm-hmm. okay which way do you go facing out from the room to your right there is a short end of the hall um that seems to end but to your left there seems to be one that kind of like opens back up into a larger area. Charles will be going to his left because he recalls that that would be the direction where he came from and when he was walking on the side there was a study over there and he wants to investigate that. Uh, Fenivir, you see there's a window open to this back side and coincidentally it's the same window that Charles Smoot went through but you don't know that yet. Nope. I see my only point of entry potentially. Uh, I'll point it at the Kelsey. I see it. It's a window. It's a window. So you just see the window is open. There's no light in there. Right. You see it as a 
drape sort of flutters out from it. All right. Is this something I can just climb in? Well, a perception check for me really quick as well. All right. That is 25. You hear over to your left from a nearby cage, which is barely illuminated in the light, the sound of some kind of bird, like trilling in its cage, some flapping as well. And as your eyes are scanning around, you glimpse above this room and this window, there's another window. You can see that there is light creeping through a small crack in it. It seems that there might be some very heavy drapes pulled up in that window, but there is a light up there. Yep, sure it would be nice if I had uh, like you know, a rope and a grappling hook. All right, we'll, we'll try to find our way up there, I guess. Uh, some other time, uh, we'll have to find the stairs. Um, Charles Smoot, you begin making your way down the hall. Is there any guards? As you begin making your way down the hall, you do... Yeah, make perception, because you didn't see this yet. Total 15 for Charles Smoot. Yeah, that's loud enough. Um, you hear occasionally there is a gentleman who seems to be clearing his throat, and you hear as a page of a book sort of flips directly to a room that is right in front of you, and you see that there is light coming from within. There's a small candle sitting on top of a piano in this room that's right next to you. Is it an open doorway here? The door is open, yes. It's like an open arch. We'll just try and walk past this nonchalantly, hoping to not catch his attention as he's reading. Okay, so you're just going to walk. Would I stealth? You could stealth. I'm assuming he's he's distracted, so... Yeah, and I'll reroll his perception then. If you're going to stealth, I'm not going to make it unfair. That 12 total for Charles Smoot. You got lucky. I know I did. You very, like, comedically, like, do this, like, very gentle step past the door. You pause and look inside, seeing this red guard sort of just reading a book. Occasionally you'll see him, like, take the book and, like, turn it on its side and a few times, maybe turn it upside down. He's illiterate. Good book. Or it's... Or no. <laughs> I was going to say. Oh. Um, but you continue walking down the hall uh, and you see that there is a door to your left and an open arch to your right. Charles Smoot will attempt the door to his left. Okay. Finnevere and Kelsey. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to get in that window. Okay. You going to try to do so quietly? Uh, as best I can, yeah. Okay, roll your stealth. Kelsey is going to attempt to aid another. Uh, so that's a minus six, right? Yeah. And, uh, no duck space. Kelsey actually climbs in through the window first and begins, like, gently, like, helping you move through. So she's giving you a bonus of two. Very, very good, because I'm at negative two, so that makes a nine. Oof, I feel that. I roll presumptions here. So you kind of stumble a little bit in, but Kelsey kind of catches you. Vinevere, you really should have lost the armor. Uh, right. We're sort of breaking and entering now. I don't think the armor's going to help much. I don't think it incriminates Raylan more. Yeah, it really does. Um, so you see barely anything. This room is actually not lit right now. And Kelsey looks at you. How are we getting anywhere? I can't see anything. Uh, suppose it can't be helped. There's no, like, nearby candle or anything. I took it. Spare candle. The spare candle on the dresser. No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I take out the silver coin. Uh, I'm gonna hate myself for this later. I'm gonna hate myself for this whole campaign. Uh, I take out a match and light it. Couldn't you just stop there? Yeah, I mean, I could have a light 
theoretically for five seconds. For five seconds. I mean, you can see your shining. He just keeps using Tinder Matches. Twig and yeah. just lighting. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna cast light on the coin. Oh. Oh, oh, such a just, bad guy. You just shove it in your pocket at some point. And you just see a glowing pocket. All right. Let's try that 50% spell. Oh, sorry. 40%, oh, 40. Uh, spell you have to roll chance. a 41% or higher. Uh, that is a 51%. Hey, that's good. Hey. Oh, I hate myself for this. <laughs> what? You're fine. I, I was planning on not casting spells, more or less for the rest of the campaign, if need be. <laughs> Uh, what does light give? What's light's? 30 foot, right? Yeah. yeah 20 foot radius. Yeah, same then... as a torch. I test concealing it in my hand and tucked in my shirt. Okay. And that look like it's concealable. Mm, no, if you put it in your shirt, it's partially. Wait, how are you reaching your shirt? You, you have this armor on. Oh, belt. <laughs> I can carry it if you want. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. I'm just imagining now that he like tucks it in his belt and it just makes it look like his nether regions are glowing. <laughs> so Kelsey is actually carrying the light. Gosh, no. Okay, so as you walk out, you actually see uh, up on the wall, there does appear to be a small sconce that could be lit, but you're not sure if that would attract attention or not. Oh, uh, mm, no, no, no. If I can, I could light the sconce with the coin in my shoe. I have no semblance of magic on me. <laughs> Charles Smoot would like to lean up against the door and roll a perception check to see if I say you could roll a perception check because you might have actually heard them so why don't you roll a perception check oh, I want to just see if there's anyone in this room well either way you need to roll a perception check because they were making noise and you're trying to 19 total for Charles Smoot oh yeah you heard it you, you, you heard the slight noise from the other room of like creaking and light plate mail movement Charles Smoot not wanting to get caught or seen by anyone would probably hurriedly attempt to enter this room. Okay. You try the door. Yep. And it opens. <gasps> and you see in the back right corner of this room, there does appear to be a large set of sconces. Is there anyone in here? You don't see anybody in the room at this time. Charles Smoot will gingerly close the door behind him as to draw as little attention as possible. Real stuff. Oh, yeah. Ten. Okay. You close the door behind you. Meanwhile, uh... You guys can roll your perception just to see if you hear the door. This guard rolled a six and a three on his last perceptions. Uh, He's definitely reading erotica. Thirteen. Oh, yeah. No, you hear the sound of a door opening and closing down the hall. It could be anyone. Spooky. Yeah, don't like the sound of that. Um, what? What are my options to get far away from there that isn't the guards that I saw? I guess, uh, is there a way to get into the dining room? No, you don't see an entrance there. Okay, what, um... You what? see that there is an archway leading into into another hall, and then right beyond that, there's another arch that leads into its own separate hall, uh, which you can correlate might lead into the dining room. I'll head towards the, the place where I think I can get to the dining room. Okay, so you're going to head towards the dining room. I'm actively looking for clues that try to tell me how to get upstairs. You remember um, kind of seeing when you were peering through one of the windows, that there was a stair near the front entrance. Okay, well... There do appear to be two sconces lit in this hallway that are giving you a little bit of light. And you see that as you walk down the hall, you do find a large archway which leads directly into the dining room. All right. Is there a way to make our way around to the room, the guy with the book, from continuing so, the same direction we've been going? 
you would have to explore that. So you continue down the hallway looking for um, a way maybe into this other room. Mm -hmm. But what you find actually is you come down to a stop in the hallway and actually there's another hallway. You feel like you're actually getting towards the back kitchen area, but you're not sure exactly what is in this building and what you might be able to do if you go a little bit further. So it looks like that I can see another archway towards the back of the house. There is another archway directly to your right since you're facing the end of this hall. Yeah, so I'll go to my right and I guess we'll, we'll check out in there real quick. Okay, so you guys begin making your way down this little hallway. It's another narrow hall. It definitely looks like it's a servant's passage. You see there's a door directly to the right side um, near the end of this hallway alongside with a nice little plant. But there is another passage, another archway to your left, um, a little bit further away from the end of the hall. So yeah, I would want to discover to the left because I don't know what's in there. Okay. All right. So it looks like as you walk into this area, you pass through this wall. There is a wine rack directly to your right as you walk into this room. You see that the floorboards have changed a bit in here and it definitely looks like it's a kitchen of some sort. Um, You see that there is an oven and there's another door over towards the back end where there's another window, which you kind of did see this area before. But you realize that when you look and you open up that door in the back, this leads to the pantry, which was part of the kitchen. You tried these windows earlier, though, and they were still a little bit locked. But you remember seeing this spot at least. Oh, can I unlock it? This window? Yeah. Sure. You go in and you unlock the window. Uh, You see that there are a variety of canned goods on shelves on the walls, as well as dried pastries and whatnot that have kind of gone stale. They have cans? Or is it jarred? Jarred goods. Pickled things. uh, Similar technologies. Alright. Don't think that there's anything in here worth investigating. So I guess we'll just leave this room and keep looking around. Um, Go ahead and roll a perception. Alright. 21. You see that there is another uh, archway to the back of this room uh, leading into another small hall where there is a little area Though you spy what appears to be a space that doesn't quite make sense from where you were outside of the building. You recognize that there should have been extra space to the other room. There seems to be a hidden door here. Can I investigate to try to figure out what opens it? Sure. That perception? Yeah. That is a 13. You see that there is a small slit um, on the side that seems to be almost like a sliding portion to this wooden passage of some sort. I would like to try to open it. And you do so, and you realize that as you slide it, it kind of moves and then tilts. And you realize that this must have been the bookcase that was in the room. But you see the table that is sitting there with the food and bowl. And now you have a direct line, a vision of the stairs just north of you. I'm going to head back over to Charles Smoot. Mm -hmm. Well, the only thing left to do is to search the room. All right. Any forms of documentation? Sure. Loot the room, I guess. Air quotes. I'll gladly look for loot while I'm here, too. Sure, yeah. Uh, 21 for Charles Smoot. Charles, you begin searching the room. You see that all around this area, there is um, there's seating, a nice carpet, as well as a desk, which has several books stacked on top of it. There seems to be an inkwell and a quill. 
no visible parchment. There might be a stain on the table, though, as you're looking a little bit closer, your oil lamp kind of flickering. And you see that there seems to be a broom and a bucket nearby as well. But you spy nearby a leg of the table on the ground, just like pushed back underneath of the desk. You see a piece of parchment that's crumpled up. Charles Smoot will pick it up and unfurl it, eagerly reading its contents. Oh, what do we have here? Please be what we need. We don't have much more time. Give me literally anything. And you unfurl this piece of paper, and you find the following message. It's with the most joy that I write to you today. It's your bishop, your mere pawn. Have delivered of wisdom. Oh, there's a lot. Gosh darn it. People seem receptive, okay? Yada yada. Oh, wait, what's this? The captain's report failed to mention the second flower. Let's say something strange about the blossom. I can't quite put my finger on it. Though, should anything come of it, I will bring it to you. Long may you reign. What you can read from this letter, as you said, there is a massive ink stain on it, and it is nearly impossible to make out all of the text. Charles Smoot will fold this in quarters and attempt to tuck it in his boot. Sounds good. All right. Uh, now he has the significantly more arduous task of finding Finnevere without alerting everyone else in the building. So he will attempt to creep out of the study. Oh, are there any windows which are facing the uh, front of the gate? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, yeah. So there is a large bay, like a bay view window right in front of you, right next to the yeah, stones peeking out, but you can see the guards from there. Can Charles Smooth see the gate or is the wagon obstructing the... Uh... The wagon is obstructing it. Okay. Uh, there's no flashing signals in the sky? Nothing yet. Then Charles Smoot will attempt to exit the door very quietly, peeking out of it to see if he notices anyone. Rolling his stealth. Oh no! Says Charles Smoot, rolling a five. Meaning, his total is a negative two. I was about to say, the guard rolled a five too. Yeah, but I'm wearing half play. Yeah, so a total of negative two for Charles Smoot's stealth check on opening this door as gingerly as possible. So tell me what happens that causes you to make so much noise. Ooh, uh, yeah, I mean, the armor very uncomfortable and Charles Smoot rather eager. Uh, he grasps at the handle and kind of tries to pull it open, but he's not used to the immobility and the door just opens inward towards him and slams right into his shoulder, making a loud clattering sound. Don't shoot. Roll a perception check, Finavir. Well, you're not deaf, dumb, and blind. Congratulations, you heard me. Mr. Finavir, what was that? Uh, it seems that someone is smooting up. Oh, no. And you do hear the sound of the guard. Huh? What was that? Reading his erotica? Here as a book closes. Oh, no. He begins making his way towards the back room. Charles Smoot, what do you do? You have maybe about three seconds. Maybe six. You can is there actually... a lock on the inside of the door? Yes. So, obviously, things are going to be going on while this is happening, but I'm going to attempt to lock that door and jump out the window. Okay. So, this window is the one that is barred. I'm going to have to go through the bay window. Okay. There's also a door back here. Of what? Leading where? <laughs> what? There is a door still inside of the room you have not yet explored, but you do see that this window, it does seem, though, that the bay view window does not open normally. Two birds, one stone. Define normally. It doesn't open. It's literally a viewing window. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. That's why, yeah. So, this back door that is in this room could lead somewhere, or it could be a closet and I could be trapped. I will try the door. You open the door, and as you walk in, you find yourself in a latrine. Is there a window for this latrine? There is no window in this latrine. Gosh darn it. Trapped. Hopefully Finnevere can save me. You close the door behind you? No. <laughs> Worst case scenario, I just go running through the Bayview door. The Bayview door? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Finnevere, uh, you heard this noise. The guard is currently leaving his post. You hear him walking north, but you see ahead of you are the flight of stairs. What do you do? Uh, gesture for Kelsey to go up the stairs. And I'm going to pursue the guard. And by that, I mean, I really want to try to see him first and have my cloth ready. Oh, okay. No. So Kelsey... Oh no, this could go real bad. She's off on her own. Okay. Kelsey like, makes a bolt for the stairs. That's being... so bad. Kelsey makes a bolt for the stairs. Finavir, you start walking up. The guard is currently walking through the backmost arch of the room that he is in. He is not facing you. His back is towards you. You can see him from the door where you are. You have a few seconds to act because he seems to be standing there looking down the hallway back and forth, very confused. Well, we, we need a miracle, so I'm going to try to sleep him with uh, with sleep, the sleep spell. Oh, wow. That's so much sleeping. Hmm. Actually, do you think I could catch him from this distance? With? Sleep. Like, like you could sleep. catch him with sleep from the distance. It's Remember, it's ranged. It's collapsing body? Is it carpeted here? Oh, oh, he's asking if he can physically run up and catch him before he falls to the ground. Technically, you could try. I would have you roll a reflex. Sleepy goat. One second level spell of my 40% to fail. I got 42, which is a success. Which is just barely a success. But the card still gets a will save. Uh, he does, and it's terrifyingly low. They have terrifyingly low saves. It's a 15. Let's just hope she rolls below a 10. Which, uh, by the way, is the best DC I can muster. So how do you go about casting this? What do you do? I'll pull out the wool cloth, and he'll really try to flex his arms in this icky suit and kind of gesture softly back and forth as the, uh, the wool fuzzy ball turns into a like a poofy cloud. Okay. You see as this cloud sort of drifts over in a delicate and elegant wave and surrounds his head. You see as the guard sort of begins to stumble a little bit and begins to fall. Would you like to reflex to try and catch him? Oh, or would very you let much. him fall? I'm going to try to catch him. Okay. Go ahead and roll your reflex to try and catch. Uh, that's 21. Yeah, you do. You manage to run up, not being very quiet yourself. You actually make a good bit of noise on your own. But you manage to catch this guard before he falls to the ground. All right, I'll just lay him there. There's oh. no way I could drag him anywhere. That's I'm not strong enough. Fair point. Charles Smoot, as you're in the bathroom, you hear nothing happening right now. The door handle hasn't even jiggled a little bit. Maybe they're all deaf, dumb, and blind. Charles Smoot will kind of peek his head out and start walking to the door and put his head up to the door to listen outside to see if there's any commotion. You hear nothing. He will unlock the door and attempt to peek his head out. You peek your head out the door and you see that there is a guard lying on the ground and Finavir is currently there holding his head in his hand and is gently placing it down. What did you do? We have to go. Mm -mm -mm. Where is Kelsey? 
I point upwards. Why? I motion for him to get closer. Spook just motions for you to get closer as he's closer to the exit. Oh, fine, I'll get close to him. Because he went upstairs. It's the only place I can think that we haven't checked. Is there a whole floor up there? Probably, but I have ample evidence. We need to leave. Oh, then we'll just, uh, just go get her. I'll go get her here quietly in half plate while she's by herself. Okay, fine. You go get her and I'll watch the window. I'll make chirping noises if what? we gotta go. Can you just signal Valen with light? I have a mirror. Signal him. There's a window right through this door. What'd that even mean? I don't know. We're panicked. We need to find... I'll find you. Go find Kelsey. Okay. I'll go upstairs. And Smoot will walk his way casually to the front door, waiting for the rest of his party to get there. Okay. Finn, as you begin making your way up the stairs, you hear the sound of Kelsey's footsteps kind of making their way back down to you. But it seems... Just one set of footsteps, right? Not escorted by anyone, right? You see as Kelsey makes her way down the stairs, but she seems to be accompanied by another set of footsteps. She has her hands up in the air, but you see behind her is John Xavier, currently with his bow trained on her. I knew I always hated him. (laughs) (laughs) And here you all are again, sticking your nose into places where it doesn't belong. And I think that is we're going to end off this week's episode of The Gage Chronicles. Thank you, Foundlings, for listening to another episode of The Gage Chronicles. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll continue to follow along with this story as it progresses and advances the plot somehow. Woo! Uh, We do always want to begin by saying thank you to uh, Will Savino with Music D20, Michael Gelfi, and Monumental Studios for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode. Also, as well as Yvonne Dutch. It might be Ivan Dutch. I'm not always 100% sure with that. But either way, go ahead and check out their music and support these artists because they create some amazing ambiance and um, they create some amazing ambiances and sound effects that we can use in our podcast. And you can probably use them too. Also consider going to our link in the description below and checking out Sirenscape because that's how I like to put together all of my ambiances when I'm actually playing live. If you want to support the podcast, there are many ways to do so. You can share the podcast with a friend, leave us a rating and a review in whatever podcast listening app that you're on, or donate to our Patreon where you can get access to things like early releases of episodes, GM notes, and other cool shababadaba that we might put out if we get more people interested. Uh, So as always, once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next episode of The Gage Chronicles. Bye-bye. We're gonna die. (laughs) We're gonna die.